just to just to be, I want to get this out the way because this ain't this ain't sports hour yet. My so my issue with like Jokic is, you know, like he's the epitome, and he's probably the highest level of it. Like niggas that don't look athletic but do athletic shit. Like nothing about him screams like yo, this like the best nigga in the world of basketball right now. And it, it's it's like the way he moves, like your boy, like he just moves like goofy. And I'm not even trying to sit there and sound like a hater because like I I've been a Giannis guy for years, but I acknowledge like right now Jokic has the quote unquote right to best player in the world title, right? Like a lot of these niggas at the top is close. But you, the defending champ, you got two MVPs. You have the right to it right now. Like, you agree with that, but it's all good. Like, like I wouldn't argue that he's feeling like he's the best player in the league. Like, I mean, he, he a great player, so I, I'll go with that. Like, I don't feel like he's the best player in the league. Like, I don't know. Uh, he, he just he got the argument for it right now in terms of like the guys that are in the conversation. He's got the most hardware, the most accolades. So right now, he gets to kind of wear like the metaphorical belt, right? But who it's like, who it, in the conversation? To me, it's he got more hardware than Giannis. So I think he's got because because the Giannis got defensive player of the years or not? Giannis does. So the difference in him and Giannis is he's just won more recently. So it's like Giannis got to wear the belt for when he won the title, and he got to wear that bitch for two years until Jokic won because Jokic was the only guy that was close. And to me, it's those two and Embiid are the only real serious consideration for best player in the world. Um in terms of who I think should actively be in the conversation right now. I think there's obviously like Steph, Steph and KD and LeBron. It's crazy that they're still this great at this old, but due to their age and their team's not being that good, I can't put them in that conversation anymore. Right, right, yeah. Uh, but I think Jokic and B, Giannis right now are like the three clear. And you don't, do you feel like Jason Tatum, no, he don't have a place in the conversation? Or, or no, because of, I'm, I'm not. Because of, of what? I am a – I don't know if I'm a hater or not. I just – I don't think Jason Tatum – Jason Tatum, for what he should be, I don't think he's done nearly close to that. I think there's this idea that – I don't you think Jason from an individual perspective or from a team perspective? I think both. I think there's this idea that Jason Tatum, because he looks the part of like he should – he looks like he should be the best player in the world. Like if you told somebody, yo, this is the best basketball player in the world, and you show him a picture of Jason Tatum, I think that shit looks mad believable. Versus if I show you a picture of Jokic, that shit don't look believable. Mm-hmm. But, like, they got one finals run where they got beat by what's going to look like, historically, a really bad Warriors team. Um, He's got, I mean, obviously, like, when he was young, he ran into the tail end of LeBron's prime pool. But even, like, these last three or four years um, where he should be, like, it, the Celtics should be a title team. He should be winning potentially MVPs, and it doesn't happen yet. And a lot of these niggas, I feel like, have passed him up. In like, because him and Embiid are damn near on the same similar timeline, and Embiid's better. Giannis and him are damn near on a similar timeline. Giannis is better. Jokic is on a damn near similar timeline. Jokic is better. And I think there's an argument that he's statistically, from a one-on-one statistical standpoint, he's not better than Luca. And I'm not even the biggest Luca guy in the world. And I think there's niggas who are coming up who are going to be better than him. So, like, I almost feel like Jason Tatum's going to be, like, one of those people who, like, quote-unquote, missed his window. Like, he's never at any point going to be, like, the best guy or be on the best team. 
um, and not getting that title against the Warriors, I don't know if they get another one. I don't even know if they get really into the chance. But I've never been as high on the, Whenever we've done like our playoff bracket and shit, I've never been the nigga who's been like high on the Celtics. I've always had the Celtics as like a, yeah, they get can, to a conference can he finals. Get a, can he get another finals run? Or would, would you bet? Would you bet against that? Uh, against them making it to the finals again, or or do they? I do have. They get, I was in a position to say like, I have yeah, no maybe, clue how that maybe. voodoo shit works in Miami. Miami, Miami is one of those things that are like, you, you can't. And I know you've been big on Miami for a couple of years, so I want to give you credit for that. But unless you just outright believe in Miami for whatever your reasoning is. There's no way to, like, you're not going to be able to sit there and, like, explain Miami, like, long-term. Like, you're not going to be able to sit there and tell them, like, in a league full of niggas like Giannis, Jokic, Embiid, Tatum, Luka, LeBron, Durant, Curry, like, now nah, this nigga Jimmy Butler got to the finals two out of three years with niggas who most people won't even know who the fuck they are five years from now. And that's the thing is, like, like the Miami situation is pretty, like, for me is, like, similar to, like, the Minnesota thing where I'm not like a big Miami guy. I'm like a Jimmy guy. So it's like, mm. I think Jim, the difference that Jimmy Butler makes is like, um, if you wouldn't, you wouldn't see it on the stat sheet because every time you look at the stats, it say Jimmy Butler averaged 20 points a game, maybe five rebounds, four assists, something like that. So it's like his, his, his numbers ain't going to show up, but it's like, when the playoffs come around, it's like he take it up another level. And it's like, even when I talk about, like, Minnesota, it's like, I ain't a big Timberwolves fan. I'm not a fan of, like, Carl Anthony Towns and none of them niggas. But, like, Anthony Edwards, I, I'm a fan of his. And it's like, I felt like I – like, I mean, even for them being, like, right now the number one, I think they still number one in the West. Yeah. Like, I feel like I seen this coming. And I don't think niggas seen this coming. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. But even that, like, Ant to me is going to be, like, I think even currently, like, I think niggas would say, like, yo, one for one, like, you would take Ant over Jimmy Butler right now. Like, Jimmy's just not this kind of oh, guy sure. who, like, like it's hard to tell why he's great. You have to, like, actually watch the game. They, the cliche sports shit is, like, they force you to play their game. Like, he can actually control the pace of the game. Fuck what the stats say. Like, you go and play, like, a Miami Heat style of basketball game, which is going to be about modern era is, like, 1 to 110. If this shit was 15 years ago, it would be, like, 80 to 90. And they're going to make your ass execute, which is something that a lot of teams just don't do anymore. Like, I understand it's the one argument I give the old heads. is like, yeah, some NBA games, they do suck because it is just – it's a bun- it's really basic-ass pick and roll, and it's like, was your guy hot that night or not? Nah? And those kind of games suck to watch as a fan because it's like I, I like our best player don't got it that night. Okay, we just lose, and you pretty much know you lost by the fucking second quarter. And it's yeah. like just seeing these niggas jack up threes, and it's like, um, and that's like even even looking at Jimmy Butler numbers, like so in the playoffs the last two years, so two two years ago he raised his points per game like five points per game in the playoffs, so he went from averaging twenty two to twenty seven, and uh, and last year he went from twenty one to twenty six. Like yeah. most niggas don't do that. Like most, like the goal, the goal for a star player is to like, all right, your performance should be just as good as it was in the right. Like your performance ain't supposed to drop off in the playoffs. So it's like, 
Mm-hmm. You know, you're not supposed to get worse in the playoffs. Like a nigga like James Harden, when they when they look at those stats and say like, oh, his you know his numbers go down. Like them, like most niggas don't raise their points per game five and six points per game in the playoffs. <laughs> Jimmy got Jimmy has like an old man YMCA game, and that shit just works perfectly because he and he just don't get nervous. It's like, I mean, not even just that, but it's like like the the heat out of death, and like it's almost like they're like, yeah, we don't really care about home court. It's like get to the playoffs, and then we'll worry about it when we get that type of shit. Like, yeah. they they ain't losing their mind over the regular season, and then I mean, you know, you watching them make something out of nothing with these niggas in the draft, or even in the past undrafted niggas when you looked at a Gabe Vincent or Matt Struess, or right now they got that uh. Uh, what's his name? Jaime Hasquez or some shit like that. Whatever his name is, the Hispanic guy that's, that's the rookie that's been going crazy. So I can't get Willie Green. Man. I can't get Willie Green to give Trey Murphy twenty minutes a game. It's a damn shame out here. Well, what's well, so up? Put a little pack, put a little package together. We got we got um we got Zach Levine or a nigga like that. Nigga, we'll get ice shit. I'll do some. I'll do some cross sports shit. Nigga, I give the fucking. We can nah, send, nah, we because send, they ain't even in the same, they ain't even in the same state. Like, come on now, you nah, can't. You nigga, can't we, we, can get, we can give y'all some five, five first round picks and Najee Marshall. <laughs> that nigga six four, he can run. Man, they do nothing with the Pelicans' first round picks. <laughs> now nah, you can still have the Broncos' first round picks. We we'll just give y'all niggas Najee Marshall. Y'all need a y'all need a y'all need a six four nigga who can play defense. No, nah, we need we need uh we need a lot more than that. Shout out to them niggas. Oh man. Can he uh can he play tight end? I'm sure Najee Marshall do whatever the fuck you want. That nigga just be <laughs> hey Najee Marshall is like he's the non uh like well known Patrick Beverly. Like that nigga will do whatever. Like he get in the game. There was a time um I thought that was supposed to be young man Grand Theft Alvarado. Nah, GTA really the so I like I, Jose Alvarado like could really play, he just short. And so that's why he's limited. Like that nigga is just barely six feet tall. But like he could shoot, he could play defense, he could actually run an offense a little bit. Patrick Beverly didn't. Didn't Patrick, Patrick Beverly just scored like thirty something last month? Like Patrick Beverly, Beverly could hoop. He likes six one. Nah, most most niggas good. in the NBA hoop, <laughs> and a lot of them niggas are short. <laughs> nah, it was. Uh, I, I want to say it was a Timberwolves game, and somebody was getting into a bi, and Willie literally subbed bi out for Najee, and Najee went in there and immediately got a tech hit that nigga over the head. <laughs> Like he just sent in a hit, man. <laughs> like Najee will do whatever the fuck you want him to do. He's just like, "Hey, yo, Najee, we'll start a fight." Najee said, "Yes, sir." Do, do Alvarado start for y'all? He start. Nah. nah. Who who the start? Oh, yeah, CJ still play a point. He still start yeah. at points. CJ, um, Herb, Bi, Zion, and Jonas. No, okay. Still argue best starting five in the league, and the Pelicans the deepest team in the league. But that's a different conversation for another day. Um, hey, shout out to them. The oh, let's get the let's get the intros. Yeah, I just had to get that part out about fucking nah, because you always did some shit last night too, and it's like, and I like Jonas a lot, but Jonas get like a bad rep for it's like, oh, Jonas don't play no defense. It's like no, Jonas get busted, get his ass busted by like the same two guys, but it's like he get his ass busted by Embiid and Jokic. Guess what? The whole That's league get their ass busted, and they're like, oh, we need a rim defender. It's like nigga, do a fucking rim defender. You think he's gonna stop them? Like. Yeah, you gotta okay. think it's only it's only it's only three three big men that that average what over twenty a game. And I don't know, maybe maybe Sangoon, I don't know what he averaged over there in uh in Houston, no, but twenty. 
But you know, you got uh or, or, or even Sabonis maybe. But um I think Sabonis and Bede, Yoke. Sabonis. Yeah. And then if you count Giannis, because I mean he played power four, he ain't a center, but I mean, you know, he 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 a paint player, he playing the paint, like he's not a he's not out on the he don't play on the perimeter. No, that's fair. But he's also not a post player. That's what I was gonna say. I don't I don't consider him the same as Jokic and Embiid. I understand like there's an argument for it, but I I I do view him slightly different. He's a he's just a six eleven slasher or seven foot slasher versus like those niggas are like generally in the paint to mid range. So I think Embiid's actually like the leading scorer in the NBA in the mid range. Like he gets a mm-hmm. lot of shit like above the free throw line and mad yeah. fouls, but that's that's not the story. Um. I'm joined. Welcome everybody tuning in for listening. I'm joined by the father. Yeah, as always, Will is in the building. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are the kids? How's the wife? Everybody is good. The kid, kids is kid. My daughter, she just woke up right around nine. So right, right, right before we started, she ended up waking up. So I went and got her kind of set up and things like that. So, so she chilling right now. Got her on the camera, watching, watching her while she chill out. Uh, son still sleeps. So. There you go, amen. Um, um, let's see, it's better than last week because last week I think the response was they they alive, and now this week they're kidding. So we we move we moving in the right direction. <laughs> oh, so better than others as a parent. <laughs> uh, just how did your wife work Saturday mornings? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, um, and uh, I'm your host, the most disrespected nigga since they shot JFK. And especially now, because Paul George starting to get some respect, man. So Paul George is starting to lose some. He's starting to lose some points in this race. I'm moving. I'm moving up the disrespected leaderboards. There we go. Four in there. The like how they got like on two K and shit. Where you go like up the leaderboards. Like I'm my my disrespected points. We going up. So Paul George starting to get niggas starting to give Paul George some compliments. Nigga about a life size. Do you see that? Nigga about a life size cut out of Paul George and put it next to his TV. That's crazy. I was I was listening to like uh like Mellow, I was listening to Mellow Podcast, uh, and they were kind of talking about like Paul George and like how the kids view Paul George these days. And it's like, cause you know, like when they, they did the little thing. Uh, well, I think we talked about it right here before when they was talking, when like you had the kids talking about Paul George being the best player in the league right now mm-hmm. and things like that. And I was kind of listening to it. And I'm like, it makes sense. It's like, even though Paul George ain't like the best player in the league, like we know he's not the best player in the league. He's probably, he got, he has like literally everything you would want. Like, Oh yeah. And a player like, Maybe he don't have like that mentality, like that killer instinct and shit like that. Like you would look for, but it's like as far as his build, like what he can do on the offensive side and the defensive side of the ball is like there's only a few players in history that probably play both sides of the ball as good as Paul George. It ain't it ain't that many. No, Paul, uh, Paul George is looked at as a. I'm not gonna try to imagine like rings and shit because resumes obviously, but like if you do Paul George. 96 or earlier, this nigga is going down as like a is like a top 10 player. Because like who's like and a from like the he's 90s? Like, he's like he's newer nice, but were he, he like, like the prototype for like he like the prototype for like an NBA like a nigga that can do everything. Like, you yeah. know, so it's like and and one of the analogies they made it like when you create a nigga on 2K, 
they gon' like most niggas is gonna be is gonna create a nigga like Paul George, like all right, man, because six eight six nine can dribble, shoot, drive the basket, play defense is like so it's like like I don't understand. I'm saying he's the best in the league, but uh, Paul George can hoop though. I fuck with Paul George. I fuck with Paul and, and Paul Paul George is like the the realistic version of LeBron. Like LeBron could technically do all that shit too. Um but niggas know they're not gonna be you're not gonna be LeBron's body type. Like take out even like if you exercising and shit, like there's just not every you, you're not gonna wake up be six nine, two sixty and run like that. And he so might have Paul, Paul George might have been one of, I don't know, I don't know if he was, but he might have been one of the first niggas like to kind of start getting compared to like LeBron, like as far as like a LeBron style like a LeBron style player, like kind of as he was coming up in Indiana. I can't no, he because, was. because like, around because around that time that was when you know LeBron was doing everything. LeBron was playing both sides of the ball. And then it's like you had a nigga like Paul George who was doing that also, but could shoot. <laughs> Not a thousand percent. Paul just has a more like I say, it's just the fact of like a, a real more realistic body. Like Paul's never been an out of this world athlete. Like he's a really good athlete, but he's never been like there's only one LeBron in terms of like his body. So like niggas like saying, no, I, like, think, well, I, I could be like Paul George. George. Is- Paul George is actually, I feel like, is a great athlete. Like, LeBron is, like, LeBron is on his own level. So, so like, if if Paul George is somebody who I would consider a great athlete, LeBron would still be, like, a tier above that because, like you said, it's only one LeBron. So, it's, like, a nigga like Paul George, you can be be great, but it's, like, you know, like, shit, during during Jordan's era, it was was other great niggas, but it was still only one Mike. So, it's, like, LeBron is still still at his own level as far as athleticism. And, like you said, it's only one LeBron, so. No, it's not it's fair. No, niggas fair. don't niggas don't just get bored with those genetics. That's a fact. And I actually hate when like niggas say like like talk about like genetics when it's like cause cause niggas feel like it applies to like a lot of people when it don't like no, it's a the the like, real genetic like most, most niggas ain't born with great genetics. It's only it's all it's only a hand 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 uh handful. The uh the genetic lottery is like and you, and it's why like in sports you can really tell who has it because obviously all the all the pro sports he's got like mad crazy athletes right, um, but it's usually about like one or two a decade like you really tell is like just like they some different type shit so like for the twenty twenties like we know like if Wembyama is healthy he won the freaky genetics lottery for the twenty twenties like there's just no other nigga that's like him on the planet. Um, right, and and the, and the reason, and even the reason for that, just being like, yeah, he's tall, but that that's cool. But it's like, you, we've seen other tall niggas, like we've seen niggas like his height. Whether you got a nigga like Taco Fall that's seven five, but he can't move. He can't, you know, he can't, you know, his feet. He don't have the feet. Yeah, like you know, he don't. So, or you've seen like, it's like another. It's like a kid. I don't know. He, I know he had been on social media for uh, for some years, and I think he's still kind of floating around now. Like they're straight. I think he a taller kid. He got like a long neck or some shit like that. But it's like uh, I can't remember how old they said he was. But it's like he's just. You can look at him and just tell he's not coordinated. So it's like the fact that Wembe Yama got the height and the coordination. Mm-hmm. That's what kind of. And I mean, even when you look at a nigga like Bull Bull, even though I think the biggest knock on Bull Bull they say is that he don't work hard enough. Whatever the case is, I'm not really gonna get into like the whole Wimby comparisons and all that shit. But mm-hmm. uh, like, you can look at a nigga like Bull Bull until like, all right, you seven three or whatever, you, and you actually have some coordination about yourself. You're not a uh, Hashim Beacon. 
that's the that's the thing. It's like some of that shit um is I think like even like in real time a good comparison is like you can tell like when Bayama is like a twitcher athlete, even someone like Chet. And Chet's a good athlete. Chet looks like he can play, obviously, and Chet looks like he's gonna be a really good player. But like Wembayama still looks different even than him. And they both seven footers who can dribble, shoot, but it's like there's still that difference in like this like we just said with George and LeBron. It's like George and Holmgren might be great athletes at the end of the day, but the shit Wembayama and LeBron have, like that shit's just different. Um yep. you know, it's like it's why uh like Randy Moss, it's why there was other niggas who were as tall as Randy, there's other niggas who could run fast. Randy was Randy won the genetic lottery and he was just different as an athlete at the highest level. Deion Sanders, when he played, like this nigga was high stepping from the fit. I just and I mean sometimes though, sometimes it might not even like y'all niggas can have everything the same, but it's like it's like a lot of that like the mentality that come with being great, everybody don't have the like, you know, and it's oh, yeah. and that's and I think like even when I think uh Gil I was watching that Gil clip when they were talking about like who was like Vince most players in the league, and it's like Vince Carter is like a nigga. Like even when you when I talk about a Paul George, when you talk about a nigga just, that just had everything, no, Vince and is- when you talk about a nigga that just had everything and probably was never even may never even have been considered top five in the league at a point in time, like niggas probably watched them and and seen them and said like. You know, you probably got a lot of niggas who are like, oh, this is my favorite player. But it's like, if you really realistically look at it and look at everything that come with it, like, he may not, it may not have been a point where he was considered, like, top five in the league. And when you got everything that he has, the only thing that can really be stopping you is the mentality. Like, you know, you, if you don't got that that dog in you, as they say, or that killer instinct or whatever it is. Now, Vince won. Vince won I mean, when you look at it, when you, when you, when you, Vince won the genetic lottery, and it's like when you talk about like genetics, like comparing Vince to Kobe is like the oh, genetics ain't even close. Like yeah. the genetic, the genetics wouldn't even be close, and it's like, but you know when they talk about hard work beats talent, when talent doesn't, win, you know, and all all of that bullshit. So it's like, I like, like on that Kobe, shit. who may not be, who may not have been super gifted, gets himself into the goat conversation by a lot of niggas. <laughs> Uh, it's the Vince and I felt so I felt Gil especially on the Vince shit when it was like he said and he was pissed because he's like once Vince knew like I his athleticism like dropped from like clearly the most athletic nigga in the league to just like now he just in like the regular one percent of best athletes in the league and he's like and he's he, he developed a shot and Vince can shoot and he's like and that pissed him off even more because he's like imagine if you had this shit when you could jump fucking 50 feet in the sky and he was like because Vince used to be like, no one will believe this story unless you watch it in real time. Vince is one of the OG deep three niggas. Like I was gonna say, he was, he was, but even like he, but even when he was, like uh, he became, he definitely became a better shooter as time went on. But even when he was like jumping out the gym, like he was the deep three nigga. Like he, he didn't take regular threes. He he wasn't a foot at the line type of nigga. Nah, and it's like, and if he really, and he was streaky. Like he was like, I wasn't gonna say like that era. Vince Carter was like a. A, you know, a sharpshooter, no shit like that. He was definitely streaky. When he was streaky, it was over because it was like this nigga could hit it 40 foot threes. He could jump over everybody, jump from the free throw line. I was like, yeah, what the fuck do you do with him? Like, foul this nigga. Foul him or put him, like, put him on the sets, on the sideline. Um, and so, and I could understand if you somebody like Gil and your whole reason that you got to where you were is like you 
Gil's like what six two, six three. So like he's still short. He, he, he six three, maybe even six four. Because he was he was on the bigger side of point guards back then. You know, point guards was like six foot six one, even maybe six two at some point. But he was like more of a, he was a bigger point guard. Gil might have been like six three, six four for sure. I'm trying to think of like in comparison of like him and D Will, but like D Will got into his prime like towards the end of like Gil's prime then because injury and uh, other reasons. But it was like. <laughs> If you somebody like him and you know like you in the league still is dominated by big niggas and it's like you you never gonna be like like it's hard to deal with like KG LeBron etc Duncan and you you just be pissed off because it's like I I'm not the craziest athlete in the world so I got to sit there and work my ass off to get these shots off to work on my skill and you just see a nigga like Vince Carter who just like wakes up and it's like nigga six six has a damn near fifty inch vertical could shoot when he feels like it's like yeah nigga I'm pissed off at you too what the fuck like you got you got the code to be like the greatest basketball player ever. And it's, you just didn't do it. And so now I felt him on the guilt shit. Um, that's why it's always like, I understand like football's a little bit different, but it's like, I remember as a fan, I was pissed when Calvin retired. Cause I, I just, I, there's just never going to be, I, I mean, there might be, but it's like, so even like Marvin Harrison was coming out this year and like niggas said like, Oh, well he's like baby Calvin. It's like, this nigga is a full second slower on his 40 and two inches shorter than Calvin Johnson. Like, I just don't think niggas understand, like, how different of a human Calvin was. And I get injuries and, like, you want to keep, like, your head intact. And so that's why he retired. But it's like, this nigga was unguardable from day one to the day he left the league. And, like, I don't give a fuck what the stats say, like, about Antonio Brown catching a whole bunch of passes those last two years. I even went back and looked at the top 100 player pool. Calvin, the year he retired, was still rated higher than AB amongst players as far as a receiver. Because you can't do nothing. Like, like, I mean, I think, and even like a lot of niggas, they like, I do think, I think Antonio Brown was definitely great at like his peak too. But it's like, uh, it was just so different because like, you know, niggas like that doing what they doing when it wasn't a super pass heavy league. Like, so it's like, you know, that's just like niggas these days averaging more points in the NBA than niggas in the past. Like, you know, because y'all taking more threes and things like that. It's like it wasn't it wasn't a three point heavy league at the time. And like even like right now in the NFL, it's, it's more pass heavy than it's ever been. So it's like mm-hmm. that's the reason why you see these running backs are so expendable and things like that. And they don't want to pay the running backs. But like. Back then, it was like you needed to run to get your pass game going. Right now, these niggas are pass pad. Like, they don't give a fuck if the run game ain't working. They're going to keep passing. Your quarterback <laughs> can run. Fuck it. Like Yeah. So, it's like when you when you look at, like, and, and even, of course, Antonio Brown kind of came, like, at the start of that. Like, you know, because right now it's even more pass heavy than it was when Antonio Brown was doing his thing. So, mm-hmm. it's like, but who the fuck was the Steelers running back at that time? Uh, Le'Veon Bell. And he was, and I mean, he he was like the hybrid, yeah. Like, like, and they, like you know, he he was Christian McCaffrey. Not a thousand percent. So it's like they had more know. talent. Like, I don't even know how was better than Stafford. Like, I, don't, at that I, don't time. I don't even know how I didn't think of Le'Veon Bell off the top of my head. Shout out to Cuff. Like they just it. That's the to Turns me. Out my pop, my pop said that's my cousin. And I'm still waiting on Dre Kirkpatrick to send me the check. Like I don't, I don't know if that's facts or not, but yeah, my pop, my pops called me like a couple years back, like probably towards the end of late, maybe right around the time like yeah, I was getting out there. He was like, yeah, that's your cousin. I don't know, I don't know how, uh, I don't know how true that is. Like I don't necessarily like that ain't a nigga who I would go to for certain information anyway. So <laughs> oh, shout, out, shout out to dude. Yeah, yeah, is uh, 
Now, if Calvin was on those Steelers, if Calvin was on a good team, it, yeah, no, it's not even it's not even close to my mind. It's like it's 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 the Barry Sanders argument of it's like this, these niggas did were the best in the world of what they did on a just piss poor Detroit Lions franchise. And like these niggas got robbed these, in the playoffs. These niggas got like these niggas like most of these teams right now have like either two like really good a great or like a great receiver and a really good receiver and like just a mid level running back like most teams. Yeah. Like whatever the top teams are like uh outside of what I guess the 49ers 49ers is the only cheat code. 49ers got talent fucking everywhere. And as we're gonna and like and Christian McCaffrey, like he's a hybrid. Like, you know, he you can line you line him up at receiver, you line him up at right, you know, or you got Debo, you line Debo up at receiver, you line him up at running back, like that's like I mean it's it's crazy. Uh I mean, and then even the Ravens are one of the top teams. I don't even like, I mean, I don't they don't have a, they don't even have a top receiver or a fucking top running back. It was got Lamar Jackson. They got. They don't have. They the first team. They're the first one seed in history to not have a thousand yard receiver or a thousand yard running back. That's what. I, but that's why I'm like they. They don't have. E, they don't have either one. But they got like the MVP. They got, they, they got a nigga that uh won the genetic lottery. I guess he, he's up. He's up there. It's he's Lamar's crazy because it's like I and I would have lost this bet. Like there's other quarterbacks that can run, obviously. Um, and I think Cam is still statistically right now like the best running quarterback ever. I think he still has like I think he's first. And I think Russ is second, and I think Lamar's either third or fourth in terms of like total yards and touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of niggas would tell you still the scariest nigga to ever leave the pocket running is Mike Vitt, and it was because it was it was at a time where it was new and it was he was outrunning everybody. It wasn't like he was running for like 10, 15 yards. Like, no, this nigga could take, like he could literally outrun the whole fucking defense. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, like back then, niggas didn't, niggas, everybody didn't have a spy, uh, a QB spy in the, in the playbook. Like these days, every every play you call, you damn near gotta have a spy in there. <laughs> and, and Lamar, only nigga who's close to Vic as far as like, yo, that nigga could really like get out the pocket and run and you know like, you better hope, like, your corner, like, realized it early because your linebackers ain't catching him. Your safety's probably not catching him. Like, you better hope you got a nigga who's fast shout as fuck to, and is going to run that nigga Justin, down. Shout out to Justin Fields, man. We're going to see what happens next year. Just, nah, Justin's up there, too, but Justin's kind of like Cam, where it's like there's certain niggas you know he is out – like, he's out running, like, the front sevens. Like, we all know that. He's not necessarily out running safe. Like, Lamar and Vic, like, dead ass was out running, like, corners, safeties. Like, them niggas yeah, just get out the pocket that's and it's awesome. just over. Shout out to all the niggas, man. Um, I think, uh, I think too. What, what, what? Uh, what seed are the Eagles? The five seed. Yeah, shout out to them niggas, man. Um, I, I was glad to kind of see them struggle a little bit, even though I don't like, I don't really have no quarrels with the Eagles. I think I, I've had like see a black man fail. No, no, I don't. I don't have no quarrels with the Eagles. I actually like Jalen Hurts. I, I was like, I've been a nigga to support Jalen Hurts until until like Eagles fans started talking down on Justin Fields. And, and I and one of the thing, one of the things that I would always say is like, like Jalen Hurts was the same nigga Justin Fields was until they started winning. Like all the shit they said about Justin Fields is what they said about Jalen Hurts until they started winning. And now that the Eagles are struggling. 
and he's struggling again. And it's like, niggas, now, now it's like, told you, niggas. <laughs> so, so like, it's like, but it's like, when the team is great, like everybody, you know, everybody looks good. And I say, not even saying that Jalen Hurts, but I mean, even when you think about like a Patrick Mahomes, still the best quarterback in the league, but like he struggled this year when the team, died, you know, when the team wasn't great. Like, no, it's it's quarterback is so quarterback is and no like everyone calls like receiver like a reliant position and it is, but so is quarterback, which is why. And I know like yards are crazy and numbers are crazy and like niggas breaking every single person's record. That's why when people talk about like the best ever, like we grew up in literally like the best era of quarterbacks ever. Because if you were to task nigga like, yo, who's your top five? There's an argument. Three of the top five all grew all played when we were growing up, which is Brady's in there, obviously. Peyton Man. Manning's in there. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is in there. Um and you ask a lot of niggas who Drew Brees like, may bring that for some niggas, like yeah. And then it's like Joe Montana, and it's like, all right, cool. He's from the eighties. Like, or even if you say if you say top ten, you might get, you might get, you you might you'll get five that we grew up on for sure. Half of them mm-hmm. will be from there. Absolutely. And and I mean, and then you got and the Patrick Mahomes will be in the top ten. Even right now, I think Patrick. Mahomes oh yeah, he's in be, top ten. So it's like, so if you got you put Mahomes in there wherever you want to put him, but if you talk about Brady Manning. Rogers, Drew Brees. I think uh, those four, and then for me, Montana and Elway are probably the only six niggas I'm putting ahead of Mahomes currently. Like, yeah. and Mahomes could pass Brees. I, I think I, I think the Brady shit's untouchable. Um, I'm just personally with the belief, like, I just don't see a nigga get. I do think seven Super Bowls, like, not to be like the NBA shit. My nigga, don't talk to me until you get to five. Like, if I'm Brady, like, don't talk to me until you get to five. Um, I think with the third Mahomes is like he passes Elway. I think he passes everybody, but Montana, Brady, and Manning. In my opinion, I think he would be the fourth quarter greatest quarterback ever if you got a third ring. Oh, and then I forgot about Rogers too. Yeah, so I when I was just renaming everybody, be Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is in there. So yeah, I think I mean, which I think he's. I think, I think it's arguable he's as good as Rogers right now. Like I think Mahomes. Yeah, I think I want to see him that, like you saying at his peak, like when when Rogers was at his peak, you saying Mahomes is. Yeah, I think Mahomes really need just like one more because Rogers has four MVPs and that's tough. Mm-hmm. But it's like I think Mahomes really either only needs like. But one I mean, more but shit, I mean, but, but he already got. I mean, Mahomes got two Super Bowls, two Super Bowls already, and two MVPs. So it's like he so just needs like, one more of either, and I think he passes Rogers on like. I don't even know if he needs that though because he he got he got because what Rogers got one Rogers only got one right. Roger, yeah, one ring and four MVPs. But that's what I mean. Like, you only got one ring, so it's like, but Mahomes got two Super Bowl MVPs and two regular seasons, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean. It's, t- it's tough, and it's really so, I mean, 2011 Rodgers like, is a special season. That's not, that's the Rodgers in 2011 was, like, that's one of those that are, like, is different. I mean, yeah, and he, even, I think, he, even if, uh, I guess, he, even if, Say for instance, Mahomes didn't get another MVP or didn't get another Super. Bowl. I mean, I think by the end of his career, the numbers will put him ahead regardless. I think. Oh yeah, no, he gets a third. So, if he so retires, like with... even if he even if he ain't ahead of him right now, I think it's like by the time by the time it's all said and done or whatever, he'll he'll have the numbers to kind of mm-hmm. push him push him ahead. If Mahomes like he's been so great like already that 
even if he never won like another MVP or Super Bowl, right? And I don't think that's going to happen. But if he didn't, and he just put up like his same normal, like crazy 2020 numbers Ooh, um, to the end of his career, he would be better than everybody. I think he'd go down as the third greatest quarterback ever. I think he would. To me, I go personally, I understand niggas going Brady one, Montana two. I personally go Brady one, Peyton Manning two. Um, and part of that is because the way Peyton played is the way everybody wants to play now as far as from the line of scrimmage in the pocket. I know niggas run now, which Peyton never did. But, like, Peyton was was an offense unto himself. And he's kind of like the first guy to do that. So I go Brady one, Manning two, then Montana three. And I think Mahomes would supplant – I think he would be ahead of Montana – but I would still probably put him obviously below Tom and which I think there's a gap. I think there's, it's, it goes Brady two should be a gap and then three would be Peyton and then uh, Mahomes would be there. Yeah. And that's cause I think you need Manny's got five MVPs and two rings. And it's like, I'm not just going to discredit the nigga with the most MVPs ever. Um, especially when we know like he didn't really have like great teams in Indianapolis. Like they were great just cause he was there. Cause the second he left them niggas was trash. And, <laughs> and this, this, this. <laughs> that's a fact. So it's like, I'm not just I like his five MVPs. Like that's different. Like Rogers got four MVPs, but like green Bay is like a competent franchise. The Colts aren't a competent franchise. Um, the, um, Oh, let's talk about this. This was, this was in the text message. This, this should make it. How you feel about the supposed story? Caleb Williams don't want to go to Chicago. Shout out to do. Okay. Like, See, I, I, like, I mean, I think, like, like, uh, number one, I don't know. We we don't know how true it is. I don't think anybody from this camp kind of came out and confirmed or denied it. Uh, That's true. But, like, I do think, like, if a nigga come out and say where he don't want to go versus where he do want to go, I think it's like that still make it, that make it cool. For, like, you know, it's like, the the bin wars are still there, so it's like versus if a nigga come out and say, "Oh, I want to go here now." Now you limit what niggas can do. So it's like versus you just saying like, "Oh, I don't want to go to Chicago." Every team behind the second pick in the draft like need to offer whatever they got. So I mean, but it's like I mean, I ain't really, I don't really care about that shit. Like honestly, I so I dislike it from this perspective. And I'm somebody who's rooted for mostly small market teams, like. Pelicans are a small market team. Uh, the Rays in Tampa are a, a super fucking small market. They're probably the smallest market team in all the major sports. And Denver's now owned by Walmart. So that's, I, I no longer get to say they small market. I just don't like it because, A, I think as dealing with small market teams, it's like, and I know like Tony said, like, oh, sports ain't real. And, th and that's correct. But like sports, part of the thing they do is they sell us like fake hope and optimism. But they present it as real. Like, oh, you, your team could be good next year, and that's why we got the draft. You could draft, you know, you could draft LeBron. You could draft Wembyama. You could draft Zion. And that kind of gives you some hope. It's like, any like, team like, was – Like, oh, man, this person could turn around my franchise or some shit like that. Yeah. And when that – just... but that's but that's why, like, when I sent that, when I replied to that yesterday, and I was like, I don't necessarily have a problem with him, like, uh, expressing that. But I think my thing my, – my biggest thing is, like, I remember, like, and I mean, with, with these niggas getting paid with the NIL and all that shit, like, is you gonna see a lot? I feel like we're gonna start to see a lot more of this type of shit because it's like they not these niggas not coming into the league uh, 
they not they not coming into the league like broke, like trying to get their family out the hood and shit like that. So it's like, no, that's back that's... then. Back then, like niggas was n- niggas dreamt of getting to the league. Niggas dreamt of like had dreams of like the opportunity and shit like that. Like, yeah, and that shit that shit is gone now. Like, like I mean, you get you get the fame and the money before you get to the league now. Like before, like unless you like you you would have to be uh. You would have to be great, like, for everybody to know you unless you watch college football, like, you know, with social media and all this shit, you know, this whole name and likeness shit, like, no, that's it's crazy. That's that's true, and that part I don't begrudge. And I don't – and I'm not somebody who's like, oh, the, the league or the owners or the team should have all the power. Um, but I think it should be well, – it's like the shit the NBA is going through right now. Like, Adam Silver's like, yo, I'm for pro – I'm for player empowerment. Like, I'm for niggas being able to control what they do. But you do need to still, to some degree, like, respect your contract. Like, you can't just be demanding out if you got <clears> – <throat> like, with the KD shit, where it's like, sign a four-year deal and you demand in a trade a year and a half into the contract. He's like, no, nah, that's that's doing too much. You got a year left on your deal. If it's free agency, you're fine. We can talk about it. You could figure something out. But you can't be signing, like – Super maxes four or five six year contracts with the intention to be like yo in a year I'm out of here, um, and so I think with that shit is like these niggas should just do that shit behind the scenes. Like if you go if you gonna sit there like like if you were someone from Caleb Williams camp and you called the Bears and said yo look we really not trying to trade we really not trying to play in Chicago like for whatever his reason right, is, because it's know. like don't 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 put a team in a position to where they don't have as much leverage. Either because now, like niggas, no, you don't want to go there. That's yeah, and because then, because you really, let's say, I don't give a fuck about the team. I said, I said from a fan perspective yesterday is like, nigga, give me some of that hope. Like, let me think, like, yo, we could maybe turn like that first overall pick into five draft picks and still keep Justin Fields and keep doing what we're doing. Or if I'm over Justin Fields, they'd be like, yo, we gonna get our next franchise QB. Like, I just think. <clears throat> That if you do that shit enough to the fans, eventually that shit does start to show up in your bottom line, and like that's a bad and I mean, place for the sport. It don't to help be. your claims. It don't help your claims when niggas claim you like. Is you know when you when you didn't already had like some shit on your name, which like I don't know whether it's true or not, but you know, uh, when they just talk about you know some of the shit that they just said about his character and shit like that. And like I said, we don't even know if this like uh, if this shit is true or not. Anyway, no, that's a fact. Um, but like I said, I just, for me, it's like my shit's from like a fan perspective. And so like, I understand there's a business side to it. I understand there's, you know, like I said, I'm not for like giving the teams all the control, all the power. I just, mm-hmm. as a fan, and that's why I said, like, I didn't want to be a hypocrite. Cause it's like, like I'm a Broncos fan. Elway said, fuck the Colts. I'm not going to the Colts. Denver traded for Elway and then ran off great 20 years. Right. Um, there's obviously was taught with Zion. Oh, Zion don't want to be in New Orleans. Now in New Orleans. And niggas still, I, I hear Kendrick Perkins one more motherfucking time talk about, or Stephen A. Smith one more motherfucking time, which we won't get into Stephen A. Because Stephen A, he was my guy this week. Uh, one more fucking time talking about like, oh, he don't want to be there. He don't want to be there. When literally this nigga did an interview with him, his pastor, his family, and they all talked about, and they admitted. And Zion said it, said the shit like a year and a half ago. I was like, yeah, who wouldn't want to play in New York? You're 19 years old. You just came from Duke. Yeah, New York sounds great. And he's like, but I'm here. I've acclimated myself. I've adjusted. Like, 
I love living here now. I got a new routine. Like my family's here. Yeah, like, it's like it's like you could he could have wanted to be in New York. He was nineteen. And New Orleans and grew to love New Orleans. Like just because that ain't where he wanted to go initially, don't mean he don't want to be there when he's there now. That's a, a thousand percent. And it's like, yeah, all these niggas want to play. I understand. Like, it's like yeah, with, with all these injuries that he had in New York, would have chewed his ass up and spit him out by now for shit. That's show. that that too. That too. And he realizes since he's gotten the league with New Orleans. There's only like two or three teams that you can argue have made better like roster moves and put better talent around him than what New Orleans has done. New York right now, New York talking about they want to trade Julius Randle. So it's like you got if if and I'm not the biggest OG guy, but shout out to them being like six and over six and one since he got there. It's like you got OG, Jalen Brunson, Mitch Robinson can't stay healthy. I can't even name like two of the Nick players. And then like I said, they're trying to supposedly trying to trade Julius Randle. So it's like you got talent around you. You got another guy who's essentially taken like the some of the in-game spotlight from you and Brandon Ingram, who can score 20 to 25. So you don't have to do it every night. If you have a bad game, nigga's not really talking about it. But yeah, man, it's so that's that's, that's my issue with like the whole shit of like, nah, I don't want to play there. It's like, yo, you got to give all these teams some quote unquote hope because they ain't a whole lot of Giannis is walking around. Like, ain't niggas who's just like, yo, I just want to hoop. I don't really care about the city. Uh, ain't a lot of Tim Duncans. And so not all these niggas can play on the Lakers. And that's that shit of always like the whole real bit, the whole big three era. That's what made that shit for a certain percentage of fan bases feel. And Steph's also in that conversation of like unfun. It was like, well, if I don't root for the Lakers or I don't root for the Knicks or I don't root for the heat, like who the fuck do I get? And so, and I just don't think that's a place sports should be at. Um, <clears throat> Mini rant over. Oh, Stephen A. Smith, man. So, do you know when somebody wins, like, if somebody wins an argument, or you know somebody's lying, or somebody's telling the truth, when everybody comes out and says, yeah, fuck that nigga too. Stephen A. went at, I don't even want to say homie's name. I'm going to call him, what, what, what's that nigga going to be? Fat ass? Fat bastard. Fat bastard. So, Stephen A. called out a resident fat bastard. Uh, shout out to Austin Powers. And nobody came to Fat Bastard's defense. Ain't one person come out and be like, nah, Stephen A, you kind of tripping. Like, he really ain't that bad. Like, no, Stephen A ripped Fat Bastard apart. And not one person came to his defense. Do you know how hated you got to be to not have, like, one person in an industry you've been a part of for 30-plus years? <laughs> like, ain't nobody come to... Uh... Come no, to your defense, like, come, with you. come to speak positively about your character. Say, no, nah, he's he a great guy. Like, like you, like you in management right now, right? Like, you got people that you got to direct and tell what to do, yeah. right? And probably fair to say, and I don't think you'd be shocked. It's like some niggas would come out and be like, "Nah, I don't really fuck with Will. He like they don't like your manager style. Don't like the way you talk to him. You know, every now and again." But but there'd be somebody who would stick up for you. Be like, "Nah, I know Will. Will's a good guy." Like if somebody started like talking shit. Yep. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me let me rephrase that. One person came to Fat Bash's defense. And that's but she don't she don't know Birdman's call, so we don't acknowledge her either. Who was that? Sage Steele came out and said that Stephen A was unprofessional. It was like, bitch, we don't care. Nobody. Like, you know, like But I mean, even even her, like what, what all did she say though? Did she say did she say anything in defense of Jason Woodlock or did she just No, nah, she just said Stephen A. A was unprofessional. 
Oh, well, she ain't coming as the fist there. Like she, <laughs> she didn't. She didn't say like, "Oh no, Jason Woodlock ain't this type of guy." Like he ain't this and he ain't that. Like she just spoke on like Steven. If she just spoke on Stephen A. and didn't really like negate anything he said about Fat Bastard, then it's like she didn't really come to his defense either. Yeah, yeah. Because like, because like, if, if somebody talking talking about you and like. If somebody talking crazy about you and 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 I just come in, I'll be like, and and I say like, oh man, that's crazy. You saying all this shit? Like you probably shouldn't say that. Like that ain't me coming to your defense. I ain't say, oh man, no, nah, that's not true about Justin. I just said, yeah, you probably shouldn't be saying this shit. I ain't right. say like, oh no, nah, you. I ain't say like, oh yeah, you know, no, nah, Justin, a good guy, whatever the case is. <laughs> Nah, niggas, niggas turned that shit into segments. Like they was getting like off on podcasts and and shit on ESPN. Like everybody's like, yeah, you know what? Since he since he opened the floodgates, fuck that nigga. Because and people got stories. And I guess the big, they said um, he tried to. I I don't remember the exact timeline he said, but it was when the ESPN was laying off a bunch of people, right? And so. Everybody was trying to kind of figure out, all right, where are we going to land? It's like a handful of us knew, like, right, we, some of us are going to be leaving. Some people are going, obviously, to FS1. Uh, some niggas mm-hmm. doing independent shit. Um, Jamel Hill and some of them, they ended up signing with, um, I forget who she signed to now, but they, they were going to all these different media companies. And mm-hmm. supposedly, he was one of them that was, I don't know who he works under now. I don't know if it's his or somebody else. I know he used to be a part of Fox, but he's no longer part of Fox because Fox got tired of Dog, you know how bad you had to be for Fox to get tired of your ass? Fox is looking for, like, fake black Republicans. And even Fox said, yo, fuck this fat nigga. Like, it's like... Like, and so... uh, But I guess he was like, yo... Hey, let's let's try this. He offered them some uh, either to go join another company with him or to start up their own company. And because of the yeah. uncertainty of it, everybody was kind of like, "Yeah, let's do it." And I guess he essentially turned that into his own position because he was like, "Yo, if you hire me or you bring me on, I'm bringing Stephen A. I'm bringing Jamel Hill. I'm bringing uh, Mike." And essentially screwed everybody over in the process and that was part of the shit Stephen a was talking about like oh you betrayed me you betrayed other people like fuck you um and then niggas started bringing up uh charlamagne talking about because charlamagne ripped into his ass for donkey today a few years ago that nigga said um oh it's the lavar ball comment because he was like oh because lavar was telling him like yo he shouldn't comment on shit but snacks Charlemagne said, yo, this nigga don't love anybody because he don't love himself. And don't say I'm body shaming, nigga. You body shamed yourself. You don't love you enough to lose the fucking weight. Um, it's been a... That's what Stephen I said to the people that think I'm body shaming. He, was like, he said he said that was not the case. I was talking about one individual. And yeah. That, and like, like, people, that's crazy, though. Me calling me call the nigga a fat bitch, like... How's that? That ain't me, but like I'm not body shaming all fat people. I'm body shaming this fat bitch. That's a fact. So it's like I ain't got nothing against fat people. I got something against this fat bitch. So it's like targeted targeted shaming is okay, in my opinion. If you got an issue with one person, because you because the people that all sit there and try to be like holier than thou, like you shouldn't say that. No, if I don't like you. And I got reason to not like you. And Stephen A has been in rooms with this person. He has worked. Stephen A had a fuck this nigga clause in his contract. He put in his contract ESPN. Y'all ever rehire this man? I will never do a segment with him. 
Oh, and it's man. like he, he 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 was in his cat Williams bad. He got <laughs> die if I gotta fuck you in like I I made that shit I made that shit legal. Like nigga, fuck you. I will never be in the same room with you again. I will never work with you again. Put that shit in his contract. And if, if you if you and if you and somebody have issues. There is none of this holier than thou. Oh, don't say this. Don't say that. That's shaming this. That's it. No, I am using. And if, if you really fucked me over and I know you fucked me over, I'm throwing every fucking line I got in the book. This shit turns into battle rap, nigga. I'm talking about your dead parents. I'm talking. I'm body shaming you. I'm doing it. You know, Stephen, you know, he, Stephen, they said that he's like, listen, he was like, this wasn't nothing random. He was like, I called niggas ahead of time to let them know what was going down today. Oh, yeah. I called ESPN. I called out my people to say, hey, this was going on tonight. I'm just giving y'all niggas a heads up. I'm finna, I'm finna go off on this nigga. That's a fact. And he said, this is my show. He said, I ain't doing this on ESPN Airlines, but I'm going to still respect that, you know, I'm a part of the brand. I ain't doing this on a shit. Like, I own the Stephen A. Smith show. I'm just y'all niggas know what I'm about to do. Niggas, I think niggas need to put the boxing match together between Stephen A. and Woodlock, the uh, celebrity boxing match. I seen Steven A hit the heavy bag. He might, he might, he might knock some uh, knock some feathers out of dog. What you think? Might, what you think? What you think the betting line opens up at? Stephen A versus <laughs> Fat Bastard. Mm-hmm. Stephen A, Stephen A, he might, he might have quick feet like for a non-athlete. So he might, he, he might be able to move a little bit. I don't know. I don't know, man. I might have to see some uh, Fat Bastard training videos. Good luck. I don't know if them shits exist. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Steve, Stephen A could probably fit, spend the first round just sticking and moving or whatever, tire him out. Then the second round, come out with all body shots and put him, put him down. You think uh, Stephen A is what, like 6'4"? I know he's not short. No, nah, he's not. I don't think. I don't know if he's he, – let me see. He probably said he's he maybe 6'2". Let me see. No, I remember someone posted like 10 seconds of a – or. I ended up seeing like 10 seconds of a response clip. 6'1". 6'1". Okay. See, he is 6'1", non-NBA, nigga. He's still an athlete, though. See, I get that off of Stephen A, but I get that shit off of me, and I get clowned. The, I get they stay fat bastard, 6'2". 6'2", 300 pounds. That's what they say. The, um... So his net worth, his net worth, ten million. Ain't no fucking way. That's crazy. I just, like Stephen A. Got Stephen A. Net worth or Fat Bastard's net worth? No, Fat Bastard. Who the fuck's dog? Fat Bastard is like the sports equivalent of Arby's. Who the fuck keeping this nigga in business? That's wild when it's like when 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 Stephen A. Got a contract for your whole network. That's a fact. <laughs> That's. A, <laughs> I know, but I'm still upset. Who the fuck let this nigga be? Um, who the fuck? Uh, who was listening to this man? Who was listening to this man to the tune of like keeping him at a ten mil net worth? That's like oh, Jim wow. Rome, and Jim Rome's got credentials, and so I'm not trying to different comparison, but still, Jim Rome's out here making thirty a year, and I ain't listened to Jim Rome have been like actively like understand where his place in sports media since I was in middle school. Like that nigga used to be on like at two o'clock on ESPN in middle school, and now they tell him he's making thirty a year. He got some pictures of somebody, somebody wife. <laughs> Ain't no fucking way. Fat bastard must have it too. Or are you just threatening to fucking eat people? Ain't no way he's at ten mil. Ain't no teller. 
Like, man, look. Uh, uh, the I got fat. I got Stephen A. Smith. He's gonna be. I'm gonna say minus three fifty for the opening batting line. Minus three fifty. I'll probably take that. That should that line go move like crazy. You got the win. You got the win coming by decision at twelve. Uh, like they wouldn't even go twelve. They'll probably go eight because they know. Oh, I don't know. Ain't going twelve. The niggas twelve rounds. They'll go like eight rounds. So you got you got to go in the distance, or you got you got. Oh, no, actually going to be over in like two rounds max. I got Stephen A. with the TKO. Either it's going it's going to be a shot where it's like like he going to be do going to be in there not being able to breathe. Like you know, that's round one. That's what I was like, like, what if that nigga just fall over? Like, what? How does that shit work about? Like, if you just fall over, is that like a decision for the other guy? Because this nigga gonna take two swings and start huffing and puffing and gonna fall over. Ain't no way endurance is good. If he go down for the ten count, it's over. That's true. True. Um, and this, like I said, this ain't body shaming. This is directed. This is directed comments on one individual. This ain't this ain't body shaming the rest of you fat yeah, niggas. Like I ain't say I hate. I ain't say he hate all fat people. He said he hate fat bastards. That's a fact. Stephen A. said he loved Shaq, and Shaq was fat for a while. Yeah, Shaq. like I'm, it might be like, no, nah, I love your fat ass, but I, I hate this fat. <laughs> bitch. Like come on now, like. Oh shit! Oh, nah, that shit was. Nah, I'm still tripping out over the fucking ten mil. The, the you know that yeah, they even got like the Mike Kill. That was the other one. I was trying to. My bad. I was trying to think of his name because him and Jamel left at the same time because they had the show together. They had the uh, that's an ESPN was trying to run out the Black Hour. Mm-hmm. But even he, his, even he came out. And I've never seen, and I and I realized like I wasn't following him on Twitter, but like Mike Hill doesn't tweet very often. Like he, like he'll repost like some highlights or shit or like some clips of like a crazy play, but he don't really come out. And even his ass came out and was like, "Yo, everything Stephen A. said was factual. Like this fat bitch, like man, we could tell you there's stories for days. And it's like, and you won't find, and they all were like, you won't find one person who might defend him. Promise you." And it's been a, it's been almost a week, and I still ain't seen one motherfucker come out and defend him. Like nigga, you got no friends. You don't even got like some family that'll come and stick up for you. Like nigga, trash people got family who will come and say, "No, that's still my dad." Like that is, that is crazy. That like after all, I, like ain't nobody come and say like, "No, nah, that that's that's wrong." You was cool. He had a show with Colin Coward, and Colin Coward is one of like the three or four biggest names in sports media right now. And Colin don't fuck with you no more. Like, probably ain't fuck with you there. That's that's. I mean, he did get off the show first. Colin, when he first went over to FS1, they had that nigga doing radio and had him doing a second show. And Colin was like, "Yeah." After about two months, he was like, "I'm over it." He's like, "I'm gonna do the radio shit by myself." <laughs> it's like, nigga, you got no friends. Um, oh no, he came. Oh, that was the thing. He had the clip, and he was trying to say like, "Oh, I know Stephen A. Smith a lot," and it's like, how he said. Because this, he said Stephen A. said he averaged uh, or that he broke his kneecap one game into high school or his college. I'm sorry. And he's like, but I looked at his college stats and he said he averaged one and a half points a game. How you average a half point? You only played one game. I was like, nigga, that's your defense. This nigga ripped you apart personally and professionally. And your defense is 
Oh, this nigga, yeah. I know he lying yeah. about his college At stats. Point. Like, you had all that time to respond. You had 24 hours plus to respond, and that's all you had? What's, like, the worst diss track response in history? Ooh. Like, response. It can't be, like, the initial. Ooh. Oh, shit, I don't even know. What is it? I have an idea, but niggas, I don't think niggas will agree with me. What? It's the shit that never got released, but it's it's Hov's first. It's the initial response to either that he did on New York Radio, but they never aired that shit. It was before gotcha. he did Takeover. So it's okay. like, I, I just think like, there's like clips and shit and like, because I think it was with Flex. And so, but it was like early Flex, obviously. And so, but even Flex kind of was like, nah, you don't want to put that out. It's like you gotta do you gotta do something else, and then came take over. But it's like, the, like the worst. I don't know what the fuck the flip say to Ti. That's probably up there. I can't even think of it, but that's probably up there. Yeah, I don't know. But like that's 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 the equivalent. But basically, you're saying that his response is up there. Yeah, it's like nigga, like you got ether, you got takeover, you got whatever, like you got hit him up, whatever you want to say is like highest end of diss tracks and you responded with some bullshit and you had time like it's not like in the moment like it's not like oh you caught you caught me like in person face to face i shouldn't have the response on me like no nigga i had time i sat down i turned the camera on i turned the microphone on and it's like nigga averaged half a point in college you go after Stephen a's like basketball acumen it's like Nigga, don't, we all know this nigga was probably lying about his stats. Niggas don't give a fuck. Niggas, let's get Baylor. What, what did he say about his stats? He just said this nigga lied because he averaged. He, no, I'm saying what did Stephen A. say about his stats? Oh, no, nothing. There's just an old clip of Stephen A. Like, so ESPN pulls up from time to time as like a joke. They'll be like, yo, Stephen A. in college. And he's like his, his college basketball picture. And uh-huh. they'll have his stats. And his stats said one and a half points a game. But Stephen A. says he broke his kneecap during the first game. No. So that's why I'm like, niggas, let's skip out here for a day. Oh, I'm so happy. That's the other one, too. (laughs) Like, yeah, Jalen Rose doing it. But like, Skip is actually out of here. Like, I thought this nigga, I made a video about it and everything. Yeah, I I feel like, I feel like since Shannon Sharp left, other than that first clip when they had like him, Key, and Sherm and uh, Uh, Irvin. Irvin and and like other than that one clip of them all like yelling and talking over each other, I'm like I don't feel like I've seen any clips from FS1 since like since that clip. Nah, it's it's his like no boy like it legit don't even pop up on my YouTube feed no more. Like when Shannon was over there, that shit used to always pop up. Like that shit don't even that shit don't even pop up in the algorithm. Nah, it's and I I felt I was wrong as fuck. Like I I made a video talking about like niggas gonna have to. Niggas, and niggas haven't liked Skip for years, and that's fine, but, like, you always kind of had to respect the space he took up because he was this large vacuum of attention. That nigga's been dead silent since, like, Like, but that's because, like, don't nobody have, like, like, ain't no, like, yeah, he got, like, other niggas that I think are cool, like, all right, Michael Irvin is cool, like, I like Key, I like Key a little bit. I actually like listening to Key sometimes talk about basketball, too, when him, Jay Will, and, uh, and Max were doing their show. I used to, I used to kind of like, I used to like their show a little bit. Uh, 
But even Sherman, like I think he got like three good. He, he like I, I think all three of them are good. But it's like they they not the personality. Like they don't have the personality to kind of be the number two on the show. No, it's a thousand percent. Like, and that was the difference with Shannon. Shannon had like the personality. Yeah, no, Shannon's rise is crazy. Like, there's a there's a strong argument, and I know he got voted it, but it's like there's a strong argument. He's legitimately the like sports per like, he is the number one sports personality right now. Like, and that's with him standing next to Skip and Stephen A, who you could argue just two or three years ago were number one and two. Yeah. And Shannon stood next to both of them, and it's like he eclipsed Skip standing next to him. Right now, I think there's an argument. Stephen A is like respectfully is probably still number one, but first take you put out the numbers. They do a lot more viewership on Mondays and Tuesdays when Shannon's there, and they still doing numbers when and Shannon hosts on Fridays. And I think just when you think about what what Shannon is doing, like outside of first take too. So when you talk about like Club Shay Shay with Ocho and Gil, mm-hmm. like. The fact that you get feel, you know, because football season is going to be over soon, and 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 now you got a basketball player in there to kind of do nightcap when, you know, one, you know, because because I, I I'm sure like I, I mean of course Ocho is going to be more it's going to be better to have to talk about football, and then once that's over, like he'll probably still be there, but you got you got Gil that's going to be able to get more in depth on the basketball side of things. And it's like the fact that they're not just strictly talking sports like that. They got other topics and shit like that. And I think that's what makes because like I usually when I'm watching the nightcap clips or whatever, I'm watching the clips that probably ain't got shit to do with sports like the other conversations that they have because that's the shit that I, that's the funny shit to me. No, a, a thousand percent. And Shannon's just like it, it's the hardest thing to tell somebody. And it's the hardest thing like when you really get in front of my I used to get accused of this all the time and it was true. But it's like with a, when you first really start turning on a microphone, putting on a camera, it's like you do try to like embellish or put some more personality or shit into it. And um, you're actually one of the people I think did this really well out of everybody I've recorded with, everybody I've had uh, interviews talked with. Like you were just you. Like you have like the way of putting genuine on a camera. And it's not saying like the people that don't do it very well aren't genuine people, but it's just hard when like, like you want to be funny, you want to get the one joke off, you want to do this, like to be like the impression set. Shannon just like, because Shannon really got popping when he started talking, like he started doing all like those southern ass sayings where you could tell like this nigga grew up in like bumfuck Georgia, like and you knew he wasn't. That's like, what I think I think the nightcap shit with him and Ocha is like, I don't even know like how that's like probably like a parent like nigga like. Even when I when they first announced it, like I felt like because I'm an Ocho fan and I fuck with Shannon, it's like I felt like I felt like it would have been good, but it's like I didn't expect it to be actually what it is, like and as as good as it is and as funny as it is, because but it's almost like they they just go like they just fit. Yeah. And like you said, it's like and it's like I feel like both of them are like on there being like they authentic selves. So it's like not a thousand percent. You know, well, yeah, no, I think I think it's I think it's dope. But like you said, it, you know, when you got some, when you got people on people doing whatever, where it's like they not they not being extra to try to get that the try to get the laughs or try to you know make a joke or whatever. It's like you know you just got to let it flow and let it come naturally, kind of. No, a thousand percent. And Shannon's great at that. Ocho's really good at that. Gil's great at that. And it's like, and they all have different personalities, which is what helps. Like Shannon probably wouldn't do as well, and he's probably aware of this. If it was like he put another 
like him and his brother probably would not be as good on a day-to-day because they both probably Ooh. talk like that. They both probably act like that. And so you can't, you know, you can't double down on like the Southern, but like him being the way he is, Ocho, whose personality and hilariously enough is like being a cheap ass uh, and all like these little weird idiosyncrasies that he does, but it's like, that's what he really was. Like this nigga got, bro signed a 40 million contract about a fucking smart car, like on sale. And then it's like, you throw Gil in the mix who is like, just like a shit talker. Yeah. And that's who he was. And it was like, and it's like, and it's like, Ocho and I can both kind of talk shit, but it's like, that's not, they that's not like like they don't initiate it really like versus like the nigga like Gil he the nigga to walk in the room and start talking shit like as soon as he see you he started talking crazy to you no that's a thousand percent and so it's, it's like no, I like I like what they I like what they doing over there and no one's bothered by credentials because Shannon's got easily like in terms of like being an athlete like Shannon's obviously the most accomplished of them but it's like mm-hmm. Gil and Ocho both have like the their peaks, niggas knew how good they were at their peak, even if their careers didn't have like the longevity or quote unquote the you know the standards that Shannon had. Shannon played, Shannon's obviously a Hall of Famer, played 15 plus years. Whereas yeah. Gil and Ocho were like for those five to six years, top, like top three to five tight end of all time and things like that. But it's like mm-hmm. they both, but but Gil and Gil and Ocho both. I mean, they they career. I mean, they careers are kind of similar. Like, I mean, outside of the fact, like you know, Gills was kind of slowed down by injuries and other shit. Ocho was like, he was just in Cincinnati, but it's like they both kind of they both had periods in time where niggas could debate them being the best at their position or top three at their position for sure. No, thousand percent for, for for a few for multiple seasons for more than just one season. Uh, yeah, Chad for a, a run was like take out T.O. and Moss, who are arguably two of the three best receivers ever. Like you could have argued Chad was Chad was top five in a in a league that had essentially two of the greatest receivers ever. And Larry, and Larry Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Like <laughs> it, it was like Chad Chad was qualified. And Gil, yeah. I think Gil got the um my memory could be fucked up here. Gil had either it was like the second or third hundred million dollar contract ever given out. Shaq got the first. Um and I think Gil, when he signed with Washington, it was like six for one oh two, some shit like that. Yeah. And it was like that was unheard of back then, especially for like, like I said, a nigga who was essentially considered short. Like we all know why Shaq got it. Like Shaq was in LA, biggest nigga in the world, cool. I mean, shit, even just for a nigga that was like a guard though, like, because I think he was like, I think Gil was like six three. Yeah. Oh um, no. but no, shout out, shout out to Shannon. Uh shout out to Stephen A. Fuck fat bastard. Um, go get some friends. Fuck your views. Go get some friends. Nobody coming to your defense is crazy. That's like nigga, not one nigga. Peep, peep, peep. Never mind. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. But niggas have come to defense of much worse people. So what's that say? But anyway, man, with that being said, appreciate everybody for listening as always. At I talk a lot 9080 at Will Bell underscore NVO at N underscore HFN, Hardfound Network, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Go check us out, and we'll see y'all next week, man. Yeah.